It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Boom, it's Rusty. What is up, everyone? It is Monday morning here. 10 o'clock on the East Coast of America. Thank you for being here and checking out the podcast, the public access podcast here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network. And my name is Rusty Diamond. Check out other great shows on the network, such as When the Gloves Come Off, the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is it with Lizzie and Saved by the Band. Check out our shows anywhere you listen to podcasts. Or you can go on to Google or Rumble, not Google, YouTube or Rumble. I guess Google will take you there too. But you can call in and leave a message. I don't care. That'd be cool if you did. And I'll play it on the air. You can leave a message. Or maybe you're not into leaving messages and you're like, Messages? Messages? We don't leave no stinking messages. Yep, but I need messages, so give myself a call. It's my phone. I mean, 503-974-6420. I'll play it on the air. You guys aren't doing it, but if you want to, you can. Free advertising, pretty much, to a good-sized audience, only growing. So speaking of that, let me get our sponsors out. We have Fred Ben Savage as fuck. We have Stoner Eats Productions. We have Hardcore Entertainment. We have Hypnosis is Great. And we have SockEmUp.org. And so today, I'm going to bring on my special guest. And my special guest is here. And my special guest we have right here, right now. We have Igor Vilusic. And there he is. How are you doing? Fine, thank you. Hi, Rusty. Good. Hi, Igor. Um, so where uh, whereabouts in the world are you? I am currently in Germany, Frankfurt. Okay. Are are you not from Frankfurt, Germany? No, no. I've lived in multiple countries during Europe. I was born in ex-Yugoslavia, and I'm now about eight years here in Frankfurt. Okay. So what, what got you over to Frankfurt? Uh, I was visiting a friend. Uh, he was living here and I was like on a Euro trip deciding, okay, where do I want to move next? I lived in Austria, Netherlands, in Croatia. And um, I went, I came to him before New Year's Eve. And then sort of I stayed one week, two weeks, three weeks. <laughs> Eight years. Eight years. <laughs> That's not a bad deal. Is it hard to switch? Um, uh, is there a lot of paperwork and stuff for, um, are you, you know, like uh, having to get a visa or something? Or is that is something I shouldn't not, be asking about? Yeah, not anymore. Like before the European Union, there was a lot of paperwork and a lot of things that you needed to do with, you know, getting the permit um, for work to stay insurance and all of that but since the european union you can actually easily or much easier move around countries versus yeah. before so that has really like op opened up and made you more like mobile um and spontaneous in your own decisions yeah because i mean you know uh the countries over there aren't that that large so i mean like it's it's got to be nice being able to have a much easier time being able to move from, you know, one country to another. Whereas, you know, I moved, you know, I don't know, maybe, a, what is that like? Maybe like, I don't know, 5,000 5, kilometers or something across the country and still in the same country. And I mean, with that, you could... You could do quite a bit, uh, but now, now it seems it's easier. And so uh, is there anywhere else you're looking to go after that? Or are you, are you good in Frankfurt? Frankfurt doing everything for you? Um, 
What I like about Frankfurt that it's central and the they have an international airport, so it's very you know easy to go some somewhere else. Um, I usually haven't lived in a in a place for that long since I don't know for so many I would say like decades. <laughs> uh, I do would want to go somewhere next, but I haven't like picked the spot of what's then what is the next country that i would like to explore are you wanting to stay somewhere in europe um i think i will yeah, yeah. i like to travel like abroad but i i'm not so keen into like let's move to australia or to asia and then i like to go and explore and that but come back to europe have you gone over to uh, australia or asia yet um not yet i've been to america a couple of times uh, you go? i've been to denver i've been to austin to nashville new york atlanta yeah. so was this one trip or were, were these no, multiple? No, no, multiple multiple trips yeah so what what got you to go to each of those places I mean, what was there something that piqued your interest in those ones or? Um, so in some of those, I have friends. So I visited okay. friends and it was work related. So I, I would go like work related to a specific city and then spend the time there. So then you get to write that off on your taxes. I don't know how taxes work uh, in Germany, yeah. but then yes, yes. tax write off and yeah like oh, okay i have to go over here for work so um so i um, yeah so when you went to denver uh how out of breath were you did you try doing any uh anything with with the high altitude or was there is there something sort of comparable to that um, mm -hmm. or do you remember you know what i like to go whenever i go to a different uh, sort of city I like to get lost. So usually, you know, we have, you know, you, we have maps or things like that. Uh, yeah. But I just like to go in the city and just sort of like have a feel. I get a, you know, could be a bus or a train. And then just, I don't know, I would drive somewhere, get out just uh, so that I get a feel of how does a normal person, you know, feels when they're in this city, not to sort of like see what are the touristy things to see. Right. So, but like let me just go somewhere you know where usually people wouldn't go and it always turns out you know meet new people I uh, have great um, conversations because I ask them for directions I tell them like okay I just came here but <laughs> uh, I mean yeah you're gonna get a lot of different answers when, when you know asking for directions and if like I don't know I don't know what a tourist attraction in Denver really would be um, off the top of my head. But I mean, yeah, going to places that aren't the tourist attractions, I mean, I'm sure you get people a lot, a lot more willing to, you know, give you some pointers of where to go and yeah. and stuff of that nature. And like, I'm, I'm a big, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I like when I go to a new city or something, I, I like to, if I have to have a car, I will, but I'd, um, I'd much rather walk. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe take a bus or a train or something, but I mean, it's real easy to go somewhere and, you know, be on a, be in a car or in something, uh, you know, some tour bus or something, and you're driving by all these things like, oh, okay, here's this landmark and I'll take a picture. But if you want the picture, all you really need to do is go on search Google. And I don't know how many things there are that are really worth seeing in person that, or if you want the, the picture, you know, uh, with, uh, you know, with, uh, with, with dating sites and stuff, at least here, there's, you know, everyone has a picture of them with, with the dog uh, going fishing or a picture of them at, you know, 
Machu Picchu or Leaning Tower of Pisa doing the thing yeah. where they're yeah. trying yeah. to hold it up or something. And I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how important it really is to see those in person or what if, if it's more about the the part of oh okay yeah i went here here's here's a picture of of me at this place but i don't know i don't know which places i've really have been to where it feels like i wouldn't get that same experience from a picture um i don't know um though there's been a few minds what's that now that you say uh, sort of this, um, it, Paris came to my mind and the Eiffel Tower. So in huh. my head, it was so much smaller than what it actually is when I was there. Uh, so, um, and, you know, then I was thinking, you know, sort of like the picture or in Austin, um, there were these high towers uh and like like oh my goodness you know this building is so tall so you know i've seen the picture but when yeah. i was there then it was a different experience uh for for me it was sort of like the magnitude of of the thing that i had to imagine like oh the eiffel tower it's nice but you know when you stand sort of under it you you move around like you you see the measurement you know of you as the human being and of that building and how huge that actually is did you go up in it yes or was I, there yeah what, yeah what was that like um it's <laughs> well everything anywhere where i would go i would like to also like um have a ride with the helicopter or somewhere that i have get a hawk view like of the city and what is oh what I've always am surprised how everything is organized from up above when you look down all of the streets and everything the houses and everything it's everything is organized but when you are down there on the ground it doesn't I, I don't have this feeling yeah that's a good idea of a way to do it uh, to get into the you know good view of the city what would what were the you know birds or eagles or whatever yeah, I like that. And then, yeah, you can kind of get a general direction of which way to walk or, you yes. know, take the yeah. bus or train. And was there anything when you went into a city and you didn't know? Was there like something that stuck out when you were on the helicopter where it's like, oh, OK, I didn't know I wanted to be over here, but now I see this on from the sky. I want to go check this out. Was there anything like that? Do you? Yes. So I, I was in in Croatia. And Croatia has, has a lot of little islands around. And they were like, I don't know, I think over a thousand islands. Uh, oh. and, and there was one part where I was in Istria. And um, we were driving up above and I, I could, you know, <laughs> it would help me. Uh, that, that was like 15 years ago. It, the internet wasn't that sort of developed or, you know, everything wasn't captured like it is today. And that yeah. sort of gave me like ideas oh my god i need to explore this and then ask the pilot like what is it what is this area here how does it call how do i get here yeah yeah they didn't have everyone uh playing uh pokemon go Did, <laughs> was that a thing uh i mean do you know how much uh of like the maps like google maps and stuff used from what people gathered from playing that game like being able to get inside of buildings and stuff and inside of people's houses and uh, just about anywhere. I mean, they use so much of that. Uh, there was something in the, um, you know, whatever in the terms of service that they, they'll, they're they going to use your footage. And um, so, I mean, yeah, there's tons of stuff. That was a, a weird time when, when that was going on. So, you know, I mean, we already saw a lot of people walking around, you know, looking at their phones, but just a lot of people, yeah, seemed more out of it or or out of it, but really into whatever was cool. I mean, that's still kind of what you see anyway when you see people walking around on their phones. But it was it was a bizarre time watching watching that happen when that was 
really big for a while but i mean i don't know maybe people are still playing it but i mean yeah they got everything uh just i mean you can go on you can like yeah it's a lot easier to be able to you know see more at a ground level i mean you could kind of in a way with it with google maps but um i mean now it's a lot better and you can go into uh into buildings and shit like that and that's it's kind of cool but yeah. yeah i mean yeah being able to see it from the sky yeah it's a whole different level i mean it's a different perspective yeah you can yeah you're more about getting to you know knowing which direction to go no as as the crow flies or whatever uh you know just kind of going that way but so with you being able to work from anywhere how uh, or i mean how did that change a few years back were you working from did you have an office at one point or had you always been working from no no i, I had an office so um like the, the beauty of this time and age is that we could use like the internet and the connection of like working remotely and that you know earlier there was an i idea or desire or wish like but how you know how do i do this how does this function is this even possible <laughs> right and through time you know you test it once you see it or you apply it or you know somebody else does it and then you say oh my god this is working this works really good so it just again like opening up your your view of how your work life should be how you should work where you you know you, that you need a certain let's say a location to work from uh so it has brought a lot of liberation and freedom of being able to to move uh and to do the job basically on a on a laptop from wherever you are you just need you know wi-fi or any form of internet connection and and you're good to go which is extraordinary i <laughs> right yeah it's uh i mean even what like four years ago it was odd and it was difficult for me trying to work with clients um over zoom or, or anything like that and they're, they're like yeah, i don't know i don't know if i'm gonna get the same experience and and then um you know give it you know a few months and then everyone's using zoom and um i, I mean i was surprised that a lot of the corporate companies and buildings went back into their offices I, at least here they did i'm not sure around the world if they did but i don't know how I don't know it seems like a big money pit to have to of something that they don't really need they don't really need to all be in an office and it's probably cheaper to pay for everyone's internet and you know a computer and keep them at home and you know just worry about that but i mean yeah once once i got to not having an office i mean it was it yeah, opened up everything the time zones could be a little difficult but that's also being able to have access to meeting with people all over the world as opposed to just people that are probably you know within maybe an hour of you of a drive and that's even kind of pushing it yeah. but yeah um so i mean i'd gladly take that trade off for for Me this too. so <laughs> yeah and it is yeah i get people like oh, okay well yeah uh i mean like if for podcasting even if i wanted to you know do a show with you i'd have to maybe i'll do over telephone but mm. still even that's kind of kind of odd but yeah being able to just have it like you know we're here next to each other and it's a pretty good deal and yeah and, you know across a big big body of water and uh you know it's it's pretty pretty all right but um have you had any I mean, were people pretty quick to get on to 
your business being all online was that um it, it wasn't an actual problem um be, because um i had embraced it you know i had embraced the possibility of it so i think you know because i didn't have a hesitation of being it online made the other people more like open to versus like if i was in doubt or wasn't sure like oh this is great you know my my thought was oh this is this will be amazing <laughs> yeah it just opens up like the it opens you know me up to the to the whole world and wherever somebody wants to have you know a session with me work with me um it it just opened new possibilities so i'll oh, go ahead versus like the surrounding that that i that i was so you know not now today i will work a lot of with you know us or U uk um australia type of clients which you know usually i wouldn't i wouldn't have been able to work with because you know it could be one trip off but not on a weekly basis or you know not for a longer period of time right and so i were uh i mean how good did it feel to be able to get rid of your office and not have to pay for your office or have to go to your office or or was there anything you missed about having an office um so no like today if I, if I need to see someone like face to face i yeah. see them you know in in my apartment so i don't have like a specific space that i would like go to um but even you know people that live here or around they also like the comfort of being at home you know in their own home and being relaxed so you know they don't need to drive uh, so it takes sort of that time out. It's convenient. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, just for clients being able to be relaxed, like I made commercial, like, I don't know, before mm -hmm. the 2020 stuff, uh, all that. And it, I was, because uh, yeah, I was, the commercial was about having, you know, basically to be able to do this on on zoom and not have to be you know go into some places not comfortable um because i mean how often have you gone into some sort of you know doctor's office or you know whatever kind of office and it's never as comfortable as any at home in like even how much i put into trying to make my office um a really inviting place it might be to me but to somebody else it's not going to be nearly as comfortable as them being at home yeah. and i mean yeah it works works just the same i mean nothing uh i mean if someone really wants yeah meet in person i'll, I'll do it but then it's you know maybe you know renting something for an hour to renting out an office space and that's then i have to you know raise their price for whatever they're doing and um or you know go to a library and uh you know have them bring noise canceling headphones and then that's always weird um but i've done that too like where i've had uh one time there was a i think it was like a some sort of art exhibit and i was there and i had i had like a chair put down in the middle of the the whole exhibit and i had someone sitting in there and i uh, hook up you know, both of our phones to bluetooth to the their headphones and so there's just somebody sitting in the middle of the, the art exhibit just with their eyes closed and you know then that starts that gets people to ask questions and then mm -hmm. um yeah that was a good way to get get that line going um get more people going but yeah like why is this person just here sitting there are they asleep are they okay and 
but I don't know. So, um, yeah. And then, so before then, I mean, were your clients, have your clients told you anything about, you know, any feedback with them being able to stay at home? Have you, they said anything like that to you or are they just happy to do it? They, um, well, so, some of them wanted to get out of their own house um, just to not be in it. Um, yeah. But the, that is not, there were like one-offs. Uh, so just a few people that wanted, you know, to get out of their own house, probably because they didn't feel, you know, great at home. And this is why they wanted out of it. But usually... Right. For the majority of of my clients, they they love being in their own home. So they make it, I tell them like, first of all, make yourself comfortable wherever that is, however that is for you, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they know how to get comfortable more than we know yeah. how to get them comfortable. <laughs> so uh, so like the people who said that they wanted to get out of their house, mm. do you tell them to go to, you know, like do you is that when you tell them to like meet in person or do you tell them to, you know, go to a park or something or. Um, I have, you know, sometimes I tell them like, just go to your car, you know, just drive somewhere, you know, and then park your car. We can do the session, you know, in, in the car, you know, you being in the car, it's not a, it's not a problem. Yeah. I mean, as long as they're comfortable in their car and yeah, yeah it yeah. seemed, mm. seemed all right. And uh, so, I mean, and then, yeah, you have to tell people, you know, to make sure that they have, like, how, how okay, how do you tell them to be distraction-free? And what, what is that, like, how specific do you have to get um, to telling people? And because I've had some where I think I tell them everything, but then somehow there's some weird thing I forget that's, uh, like, Oh yeah, you forgot to turn off, or, or you know, uh, your alarm that was going to go off in the middle of the day or something. And I have a checklist. <laughs> oh okay. What, what do you have on check that checklist? I have a checklist, and I sent them to them, and that checklist was built throughout the experience of people. Like, first of all, plug in the device, whatever if it's a computer, <laughs> your phone. <laughs> Or yeah. look that you have enough of a battery. Then you know, uh, look look for the light. Um, do you need to use the bathroom or not right now? So you know that you don't have like the urge to um, go through it. Um, make yourself comfortable. You know, wear comfortable clothes. Sit somewhere comfortably. Uh, I tell them that they that they're not going to lie. This is not a massage. I need them, you know, working. This is, <laughs> this is hypnotherapy, but it's not, you close your eyes and nothing you, I, 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 you I'm not hearing your voice. Like this is an interaction. We still going to work. <laughs> yeah. So um, I tell them like to not be in, uh, to be alone, not because of me, but because of them. So that right. they are open and open enough up so they, that they can speak around certain things that are, you know, close or vulnerable to them. Um, so make sure that they are in, in a comfortable, like open space where they feel secure to open up. I tell them it's not about me, it's about you. So how do we get you to open to you, not to me? That That's the thing that we want to make sure of. Um, and yeah, and, and and light. I tell them like you know where where they are to check in with uh, with the light. Usually, like the session is about let's say an hour and a half. Uh, so if you know that 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 they are, don't sit like in the dark or that I don't see them in the dark. So I I like to have a visual for them. So this is how I usually sort of set them up for for the session. So do you? Uh... So when they're they're in the hypnosis, are they like uh well, I don't know how how to say this? Like, are they what people imagine? 
you know, hypnosis, are, are they, you know, are they eyes closed, totally out of it? Are they, they're like, are you like this, just going and talking to them face to face? I, I, I do, you know, different forms of induction. I do simple and quick uh, induction. I tell them that what we are doing is, is not show hypnosis. <laughs> we have right, work which, to do. We're going to yeah. go with the work type of stuff. Yeah. And I tell them like the, uh, this is how I explain hypnosis. Like what we're going to do, we are helping you to dehypnotize yourself because you're already hypnotizing yourself with the beliefs, with the views, with the surroundings, with everything around you. You're already in hypnosis. So don't be worried about that something else will happen. What we will help you do, deep hypnotizing you from all of those things that you have hypnotized yourself or the society. <laughs> I like that. I like that approach. That's, that's cool. And uh, so, I mean, then, so with, the, I mean, how often do you have a client, you know, thinking that it's going to be stage hypnosis uh, and, you know, they're expecting, you know, what I, I do? what's before, that before I like, I want to know where they are, where they believe, what are they thinking about it? So be, before I, the beginning, I would say, so people are afraid of hypnosis. People think that they will lose control. People think that I will, you know, manipulate them. People think blah, blah, whatever the thing is. Right. But, and then I said, okay, but this is me implying that they have sort of this objection in their mind. So now I'm asking a question like, what do you think about hypnosis? I'm just curious. So based on their response, I know, you know, are they fearful? Are they afraid? Are they excited? Are they, you know, so where they are? And based on that, I can much quicker than speak into whatever it is that is the problem. Or if they are excited, I'm going to amplify it and help them like, you know, lean towards it. Yeah, they're going to tell you more than, I mean, any questions if we ask 10 questions you know what they'll tell us in three sentences is more than we could get from asking 10 questions and um so what do you say when people uh when people ask the or or tell you i can't be hypnotized which is always <laughs> Always a fun one. I, I love I love laughing when, when people tell me that one. And um, what what happens with that with you? So I, I tell them um, sometimes I do an explanation. It depends on the person what the approach is. So if people say, you know, I can't be hypnotized. Like, so what are you here? You still have this problem. Do you want to sort it or not? So, you know, sort of, it might be sort of like that di direct approach yeah. uh, or right. like, I can't be hypnotized. Who told you that? Where have you read it? Yeah. Was it a hypnotist that told you that? Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, were, were you, I, I was at a show and uh, a stage hypnosis show and I didn't get hypnotized and like, well, actually, actually you did it's like oh, i got up on stage but then they 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 took me back down because you know they didn't pick me i'm like okay so yep you were hypnotized but you just weren't as you know um open to the person's suggestions as somebody else you, you wouldn't make a good of a um the person on stage you, you wouldn't be as exciting of a you know, person to watch as, you know, it, that was the reason you didn't get up there and you didn't stay up there, but you were hypnotized. And I mean, you're telling people, you know, they're, you got, you just don't have those, you don't have build, big billboards and stuff off the highways, do you? That's against the law, right? No, no, no. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, we, we have big billboards and stuff. And um, so like you're driving for, two hours and you know the highway hypnosis and i don't know how i just all of a sudden here i am two hours later and uh i don't know how it's like hey well you've 
you've been hypnotized or you know have you ever, have you ever watched tv have you yeah. ever watched a movie listen to music uh yeah okay well then mm. you've been hypnotized and so yes sometimes you're just trying to get through that can be you know an interesting you know way way to go about it but i think that people yeah like i like what you said like if you're there then you know why why are you there like obviously yeah there's something there's something that you're interested there's something that you want you either want to get towards something or you want to get rid of something or away from something so you know what what, what is it something yeah. makes you interested in, in this so um I, another thing that i tell them it usually comes down to uh control so you either say to yourself i can't be hypnotized because i don't want to give away control or because you think that i will have control over you so and then this is where i would like let's say do a suggestibility test of something of like okay so now i'm going to show you how powerful your mind is, or I'm going to teach you how powerful your mind is. So I basically then tell them what to tell to themselves to hypnotize themselves. Yeah. As a way of showcasing just a form of how the mind works and how uh, receptive it is and how suggestible it is. Yeah. And I mean, this one doesn't work with everybody, but some of my clients, I like telling them, like, uh you know asking them it's it has to be the right person yeah. uh you know if they what they know about uh like uh, why why did i just blank on what they're called uh ah oh, jeez um uh, okay well like like so like mk ultra or uh subliminal messages like do you know how well those work and like and so everything has you know either a good side or a bad side and there's always a gray area and if you know how well that stuff works like if you can tell me how well that stuff works and how well that works for like for bad think about like what it can do for good and mm -hmm. but some people that might scare the the shit out of them and you know I'm not, i i'd make sure i'd say it to the right person but i you know if it works that well for you know, without people knowing, I mean, like how well you can do that. But then, yeah, people are like, I don't, or, you know, am I going to not remember any of this? Or like, am I going to, you know, all those questions. And it's a lot easier just to, you know, put their mind at ease and just like, if, if you, if you want to stop, you can stop, like you can stop this at any time. And if you don't like it, oh, but I've never, I've never had one person's, I take that back. I've had one person that had to stop mm -hmm. because uh, there was like lack of control when when the person was under. And mm -hmm. then that was like, I, I need to stop. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Maybe we can try it again another time. But that's yeah. the only time I've ever had someone had to, to stop. Um, have you it had anything like that? Client. <laughs> My oh, wow. I, I had that with my third client. Um, so he wasn't. So he was referred to me. So he trusted basically that person. So th that's why I didn't sort of, you know, inquire more. But he read like a book. So he hypnotized himself. Some scenes came up and he didn't know what those meant. But he didn't mention. He did not mention that before. So that came up, you oh. know, later. So we had a nice consultation. I checked in, you know, like, okay, he's fine. So then we set the date to do the session. And I see, you know, his body language changed. So I was asking him, did something happen? You know, uh, sometimes, you know, there is a day where, where you are not ready to do the work and it's fine. And we're going to, you know, reschedule. No, no, I want to do this. So we've been going, you know, on and off, on and off, in and out, in and out for, I think, for 40 minutes. And in my head, like, okay. So I, I, I was like in the process of deciding, wait a minute, should I stop this and tell him, you know, we're going to do this another time? Because 
you know, at the beginning, I didn't have the experience that I have today with where how how to speak to someone or how to like explain it to him. But I, I didn't want it to give up. Like I really want to help him get that transformation. But yep. it didn't work, you know. But that experience, you know, taught me so many things around listening to my own gut, listening to how people's, you know, reading. Um, the body language of the client and then asking and checking in with them where they are, what's coming up for them so that I know the best way forward or that we decide the best this way forward for, for them. And since then, that it hasn't happened again. Yeah, mine was within the first year, if not what, yeah, one of the first as well. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, then, yeah, you kind of learn to adapt to that. But then it's also there, I mean, there are people who can't be hypnotized, um, there, but, and that's also kind of a hard one too, because like the only two types of people that can't be hypnotized are narcissists or people that are, uh, have multiple personalities mm -hmm. and it's, yeah, I don't know. Cause you, it's, kind of an interesting one like can't really ask those but you kind of have to kind of feel it out before because i don't know it can like oh so are you a narcissist and you know it's like <laughs> you know you, you kind of seem like one but i'm not really sure I, or you know it's just like yeah maybe we should clarify work. that for me <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> guys we just want to make sure here i'm not positive but i'm getting some some vibes from about that and um I mean, yeah, anyone else, yeah, totally can be hypnotized. And uh, so are there any things that you really like hypnotizing people for? Or is it, are there some that you kind of roll your eyes when someone asks you to do that one? Um, <laughs> okay, so... Um... I like to, well, the, the, these are the type of problems. So when people doubt themselves, I love those type of sessions, you know? So the doubt, the fear in oneself, I I don't know, something comes out of me or up in me, like, oh, we're going to do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get them, yeah, the yeah, so that gets me really excited and really, I think, come from my best place um, professional-wise. But when people, sometimes people want to, I don't know, let's say, there are some things there is like nail-biting, like find somebody else like my you know as if my my brain goes blank on certain topics like i i don't know what to do with you uh, <laughs> right so i don't know what it what it sort of is making the meaning of of that but i've um i've given myself like the liberty to decide okay if if i if i feel the pull to do something or to work with someone, if it's a yes, 100% yes, I'm going to pursue it. If it's not, I'm going to refer them or send them to some some somebody else. Or like people, uh, what was like a strange one? I, they want to forget their partner. It's like, this is not the work that, you know, that I do. And I would also yeah. not, you know, advise you to do it. Uh, right. Yeah, that's not going to do you any good in yes. uh, yeah. making <laughs> making your life better by, you know, having you know having that outlook in the first place that I want to completely forget. Okay, why, mm -hmm. why do you want to completely forget this person? Yeah. And you, I mean, there's usually some underlying thing past that as a reason to why they want to forget this person and that's more what you got to look at more as yeah, you know yeah. and this is where then make you know the decision to move forward or not you know if somebody wants to do the work we can do the work but if you think you're gonna lay down you know do nothing i will do all of the work and you know things are done and changed 
uh, that's not the type of work that I offer. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not a lot of people do. Uh, some, you know, different different kinds of uh, professions, maybe. Yes. But yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know. I kind of get that way with uh, with smoking. Like, I, I don't I don't like doing too many smoking ones. Um, I'll do them, but it's just I feel that that's one that everyone kind of knows, and it's like that's. Y'all, like all, all you can do is, you know, help people relax, help people lose weight, or help people stop smoking, or something mm -hmm. like that. So, like when I get the stop smoking ones, I'm like, eh, like again, it really has to be someone that I'd want to work with for that one. Otherwise, I'll refer it off to someone else because I mean they're good money makers too for those ones. Like I'll charge a lot more for stop smoking ones, but. Mm -hmm. I also will do it in one session. So um, I don't know. I just, it doesn't really do much for me, uh, which is kind of weird that uh, it, being kind of selfish about mm -hmm. what I want to do with working with people. But, but then smoking too was something I had to change what I say for people to stop smoking because I had people that would stop smoking cigarettes, but then start vaping. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay, you're <laughs> sneaky. Okay, I, I need to start. And no vaping and no vaping either. And make sure that I start saying that to people. And yeah, that one took uh, one time and I, I made sure I changed that one up. So even if they didn't vape before, I make sure that they're not vaping anymore. But um so then what kind of got you to gravitate towards hypnosis? How did that happen? So I wanted basically to understand myself or what has happened like to me. There are certain things that I wasn't like clear uh, why that was. And then I was looking for, you know, ways of how I could understand what has happened. And then I've explored all kinds of different, you know, methodologies. And what got me actually into hypnosis, I did a, a past life regression. Those are fun. I, I, I like doing those with people <laughs> a lot. And that brought me to it. And from that time, I ex started to explore different types of hypnosis uh, and hypnotherapy then. Um, that that made me, you know, dive more into the world of the subconscious uh, mind. You know, what are the patterns? What is our automatic response? Our behavior and all of that. So that I would say that the journey helped me understand myself so much better on a deeper level. I would understand why I would react. Like, you know, the trigger wouldn't be there anymore because it was resolved. And I was then able to make different choices um, in, in my life for myself that brought me a lot of peace, a lot of calm, joy. <laughs> yeah. And it was odd just being able to just kind of be past those things and just realize that, yeah, you know, and an hour two hours your whole life can be changed uh and and with the with the percentages of how well it works too as a, a you know opposed to any other kind of you know way of trying to better yourself mm -hmm. it's just i don't know and so uh, another thing so with the past life um I like using that one if I'm working with uh, authors or anything like that, um, or mm -hmm. people who have writer's block. Mm -hmm. I like having them do the past life regression because there's no way something is not going to pop up in their head, and yeah. they'll they'll have something that they can write about. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so that, that's kind of been been a way to you know get some some other things, but I, I like that approach. Um, and it's really interesting. Like with the past life, I 
I like making sure I can see the person who I'm working with during that because mm-hmm. like when the first time you tell them to like look around and tell me what you can see every time you can see their face just sort of light up just like holy shit like I can't believe I'm seeing this like it's just it's such a cool thing and I mean I just wish you know a lot of people can experience that and um yeah really just be able to experience hypnosis and I mean if they were wanting to experience hypnosis with Igor how are they going to experience hypnosis with Igor how are they going to find you how are they going to work with you uh what what can they do so uh, I am I'm on Facebook and on Instagram I use my name like Igor Filosic and that's it (laughs) I'll keep it very simple and short it might not be the easiest or the simplest name uh but I, I think that that plays into the type of hypnosis that I do. It's different. It's me. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it suits, you know, it suits me well and the style uh, that I do. And this is where I, you know, hang out and share what is on my mind, what's on my mind of my clients, what are the stories that I want to raise the awareness of or bring people attention to yeah and i mean uh, and i'll have it in the notes i'll have it written out so everyone can see it and, and make it easy and so yeah so igor hey thank you so much for being on and i'm happy we got to talk and meet each other and i uh, hope you have a great rest of your day all right thank you for having me rusty you're welcome my pleasure All right, that's uh, Igor. So you guys, check out Igor. I'm going to put it in the show notes. I don't know why my voice is going like this, but it sounds cool. So I'm going to do it for a minute, but I'm done. So thank you everyone here for listening on the Quantum Global Broadcast Network, QGBN. Check out other shows on the network again. The shows are When the Gloves Come Off, The Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast, This Is It with Lizzie and Saved by the Ben, and... Thank you to our sponsors, Fred Ben Savage as fuck, Stoner Eats Productions, Hardcore Entertainment, Hypnosis is Great, and SockEmUp.org. And that is the show, man. Boom. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Ernest! 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 (coughs) Yes, Pee-wee. You brought the snacks, right?